0: Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your grace, and I thank you for your word that is a light into our path, that we can trust, that is truth, that is something that we can hold on to, something that we can follow, and that the results are good. Thank you for your love over us today. I just pray that your Holy Spirit presence would be real and deep and that you would speak to each of us in your name. Amen. So I want to talk to something with something I'm having a hard time talking this morning. I apologize. I would like to talk with you this morning about something that actually when I was a lot younger used to frustrate me because I didn't understand it. And that was multiple verses that say, never stop praying. Well... How in the world am I supposed to never stop praying because I'm supposed to sleep, right? And how do I do that when I'm sleeping? And it would just, these things would go around in my head. And then thankfully I got a little more mature and figured out how to study the word of God and things like that. And and it started to make more sense. But today I want to talk about this idea of us never stopping praying. And what does that mean? And what does it look like? All right, so we're going to start with First um, Thessalonians five sixteen to eighteen. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. <laughs> be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. What about Ephesians six eighteen? Pray in the Spirit at all times, on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. What about Colossians four two? Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. And Romans 12.12. 12. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. <laughs> so let's go back and look at a couple of these ones. We'll start with Ephesians 6.18. And this is actually right after he talks about putting on spiritual armor. And this is where he's saying pray at all times so sorry um i went way back somehow okay so all means whole all or each and the interesting thing is this is formed from a word that means increasing and strengthening so and times means points of time particular events the season harvest time a special occasion, or just time in general. So our prayer should be increasing and strengthening as we pray at different points of time, during particular events and seasons, and in every occasion. That's what we can get from that verse. What about Colossians 4? two? devote yourself to prayer. Devote means to persevere devotedly or to be at one's disposal We need to be at the Holy Spirit's disposal. So that means at any point, does the Holy Spirit have the right to interrupt what we're doing and say, Hey, what you're thinking isn't okay for you. What you're doing isn't okay for you. Or, hey, just come into my presence and let's talk. Let me love you. Let me give you peace and grace and joy. What it is that you need right now. So being devoted is allowing the Holy Spirit to just come on in to that moment, whatever that is. So let's talk about prayer briefly, because that's what we're talking about, right? What is prayer? City Kids definition, prayer is talking to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the easy one, but gets, let's get a little deeper into what some of other references might say. The International Standard Bible Encyclopedia says, Prayer is communion with God, usually comprising petition, adoration, praise, confession, and thanksgiving. The ultimate object of prayer in both Old and New Testament is not merely the good of the petitioner, but the honor of God's name. Erdman's Dictionary of the Bible, a primary means of communication that binds together God and humankind in intimate and reciprocal relationship, back and forth between both. Its foundational assumption is the belief that the creator of the world is both available for human address (laughs) and committed to a divine human partnership that sustains, and when necessary, restores the world in accordance with God's relational design. In its broadest sense, prayer is communication with God that comprises both word and deed, both verbal discourse and nonverbal performative acts. So in other words, us talking with God, but also us doing things. Baker's Encyclopedia of the Bible says, the addressing and petitioning of God A classic definition of Christian prayer is an offering up of our desires unto God for things agreeable to his will in the name of Christ, with confessions of our sins and thankful acknowledgment of his mercies. So after all of this, still how in the world do we pray without ceasing? How do we pray without stopping? So first I want to tell you that as you practice this, because I promise we're getting to the part of why you would want to do this, there are a couple things that I need to caution you about. First one, Micah 3, 4 says very clearly that God does not hear our prayers if we are purposely sinning. Now, yes, there is grace, there is mercy, there is an opportunity at any moment for us to ask for the forgiveness of God for our sins, and this can change. This is not a hopeless statement, but it is a reality. That when we are purposely sinning, that there is a barrier of sin between us and God that hinders that communication. And then Matthew 6, 6, prayer should not be a show. We see this with the Pharisees where they were just praying to prove that they were holier than everyone else, right? Prayer is about you and God. It's not about you and anybody else. Now, there are also other verses about God not listening to us when we're not treating other people right when we're not forgiving people. So there's more to this. So I I, I felt like I couldn't do this message fully without letting you know this aspect of it because if I didn't and you went to go practice this and you have sin in your life or you have someone that you need to go ask for forgiveness for, you're just gonna get frustrated and you're gonna give up and you're gonna lose hope and you're gonna think, well, maybe she's figured it out but this is not working for me, so I'm gonna quit trying, right? So this is a reality. But God's, again, God's grace, his forgiveness, his mercy is also a reality. And he cares more about this subject than you do. He cares more about your relationship with him than you do. All right, so how, what can we do throughout the day to pray, to have this time with God? We can confess our sin. <laughs> we can worship. We can give thanks. How many of you heard thankfulness, give thanks? In multiple verses in the definitions of prayer that I read, right? That was in there a lot. Give thanks. We can talk to God. We can listen to God. We can wait. Wait on God. Be still and know that I am God. And we can allow the Holy Spirit to to interrupt us, right? Devote ourselves. Let God interrupt us when he feels it's necessary. We need to be at his disposal. So we need to live life in a constant awareness that God wants to be involved involved in every area of our life. That he is always with us, that he listens, that he speaks, and that he cares. So let's go further in how to do this. Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. There it is. Everything. And everything means entire, each, any, continually, always, and throughout all time. So again, this is referring to not just praying about everything, not just, oh, I need to rattle off this list and pray about everything, but it's talking about throughout the day, throughout time. So a couple years back... Uh, When we were all still on Zoom meetings for everything, (laughs) Ben and I had a meeting with uh, the group of pastors that we meet from this general area. And usually we go down to D.C. and we would all meet and pray for each other and encourage each other. And we were on a Zoom call and um, Pastor Mike Hennigan prayed a prayer over me and he was just praying for God's grace over me and his strength. And then he said, and God, let her ability to spend time with you be like a sine wave. Now, Mike is a math person. And I can be a math person. And so as soon as he said those words, it was like fireworks going off in my head. I'll, I'll help you. But just to say that as soon as he said those words, it all made sense to me. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of a math uh, class, no test today. All right. So the sine wave definition is an S-shaped, smooth wave that moves at regular speed above and below zero. Still not super clear. It's okay. Here's a graph. All right. So you see the beginning of the line, and it's going up and down, and up and down, and the arrow means that it's continuing on for eternity unless it's acted on by an outside force, okay? And then we see time is that function of that arrow. So this curve is progressing through time for all eternity. That's how this works. So how does this work spiritually with this explosion of fireworks in my head? All right, so we can imagine that the top of this wave is focused prayer. The bottom is focused work. And in between is this transition. So throughout the day, we can transition from, let's say in the morning, you spend time in prayer with God and you're in this focused time that you have set aside with Him. And then you start to move on through your day and you can still start to do things throughout your day, but you're starting, you're intermixing it between prayer with God and then practical things. And then you've got to focus on your work. You've got to make a paycheck. You've got to pay for rent. So you've got to focus. And then every once in a while, you come out of that a little bit and you start to invite the Holy Spirit into maybe a trouble that you're having, an issue, a conversation you had that didn't go well, or maybe something went well and you thank God for it. So do you see this in and out kind of pattern? The interesting thing also about this time, this this function of time is this function of time and this sine wave goes into eternity. It doesn't end when you die. The purpose of this is to get us used to A constant awareness awareness of God's presence, a constant awareness of his voice so that when we get to heaven, it's not a crazy big shock, right? (laughs) That this sine wave just continues into heaven where, yes, you will spend time in the presence of God, fully focused. And yes, you will have a job to do that you will love. And so this pattern is not going to stop, but that's why it's so helpful for us to practice this now. And so would we, as we progress in our life, as we progress in our maturity with Christ, it's easier and easier and easier. And then when we die and we go to heaven before the throne of God, it just continues seamlessly. All right, so God honoring life. The interesting thing about these verses that I just, that I started out with is that they are all in the middle of lists of things that we should do to live a God-honoring life. So very clearly, there is a correlation between us having a relationship with God that is constant and living and active and growing and our abilities to do these things that God is asking us to do. And remember, God is gracious. He's not gonna give you a list of things to do and then see ya, have fun, no, it's this together we do this, together we live life, together we do these things. And so some of these, this is only part of this list, because if you go through and read all of these passages and some of the chapters before and after the verses that I started with, and these notes will be, are already online or will be online if you want to go back and read them, you will see the full list. But some of these things um, are always be joyful. Be thankful. Did I go? There we go. Agape one another. Love one another. Don't be lazy. (laughs) Work hard. Be patient. Don't be proud. Don't get drunk. Stay clear headed. Encourage one another. Always be joyful. Be thankful. Stay away from evil. Put to death sexual immorality, greed, anger, slander, dirty language, and lies. And practice having gracious and attractive conversations. I love that, attractive conversations. Conversations that are beautiful, that bring people hope, that bring people into the presence of the Holy Spirit with you. So, again, I I don't want to do all this to make you feel overwhelmed. So we're going to keep going to help you. There are some... Amazing results of this sine wave idea, this praying without stopping. You learn to know the Holy Spirit's voice better than you ever have in your life. Why? Because you're listening a lot. How many of you instantly know certain people's voices in your life? doesn't matter if it's on the phone, if they were outside yelling your name, and you didn't know they were there, you would know who it was, right? This is the idea that the more time you spend with the Holy Spirit, the more that voice is familiar. Which also means if there's an unfamiliar voice. If our enemy is trying to tell you something, if your emotions are overwhelming you, if anxiety is speaking to you, if remembering of conversations of things that people told you that were lies, if those start to play in your head, you can know that is not the Holy Spirit. Because I know what my Holy Spirit's voice sounds like. And so you can stop listening. (laughs) You also start to get the ability to tune into the Holy Spirit and hear him more quickly. How many times have you sat in prayer and been like, hello? Hello. (laughs) Right. And I've had those experiences. But as we practice this idea of praying without stopping, you learn and you have this grace from the Holy Spirit that allows you in the middle of something to stop and close your eyes and take a deep breath and say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you right now, and there is this sweeping away, and I'm saying this from experience. I'm not telling you this because this is what I hope for myself, or this is what I hope for you, but it is because it is something I have experienced over and over and over again. This brushing and washing away of whatever I'm feeling, and a focus And a sense of the Holy Spirit's presence in that moment allowing me to step out of what is natural into what is supernatural. Exchanging what I'm feeling for what the Holy Spirit is telling me and what he is trying to give me in that moment. And the more you do this, the quicker that happens. Now, I will say also sometimes you will have to work a little harder than that. Because we're not allowing anxiety, we're not letting go of things, we're not surrendering to God, there's sin that's blocking the way, whatever it is, and so you may have to do a few more steps to get there, but as you practice it, those steps are quicker. You can more easily identify what needs to happen, do it, and the Holy Spirit is there. Your whole day and even your nights are filled with the presence of God, his thoughts and ideas. This has been really interesting as I've been doing this over the last couple years that my first thought when I wake up in the morning is, hey God, morning. And often, in fact, almost every single time when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm singing a worship song or Hey, God, did you wake me up? Can you help me go back to sleep? (laughs) It is. Even in the middle of the night, this conversation is going. That God becomes my first thought, my first conversation. Fruits of the Spirit increase. We're going to talk more about this next week. As you do this, this list of daunting things that is listed as the fruits of the Holy Spirit, that, you know, patience, all these goodness, kindness, ah, But as we start to commune with the Holy Spirit all the time, those things start to come out naturally. So again, we'll talk about that more next week. As you practice it, again, so will the ability, not just the fruits of the Spirit are growing, but the ability to do all those things that are listed on either side of these, praying without stopping, that I listed earlier. All of those things also start to become a natural overflow. It's not a, oh, I'm trying to get this done. It's a, oh, God, I- I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. And it's a love response. It's a love response. Like when Ben or Gideon needs help with something or asks me to do something, yeah absolutely i'll do that because i love you and it becomes that way with the holy spirit yeah i'll do that absolutely so i want to give you what happened as a natural output of this whole thing for me something that i did for myself as a reminder of this whole thing and It has to do with the sine wave. You see that's been at the bottom of every slide. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Um, But this idea of the sine wave constantly being involved with the Holy Spirit and how it produces fruit. I put together this. So you can see the sine wave in the back. You can see the dove representing the Holy Spirit. And then you can see fruit and flowers that represent what is the result of this. So I actually have this on my work phone and I actually got this printed on a canvas that's in the area that I generally spend time praying and reading my Bible because it's a reminder all the time of what this is doing for me, what it means to me, and how much God loves me. I did not paint this. It's Photoshopped with things that I copied and pasted, so don't be freaking out. I'm not that good. (laughs) I can copy and paste and delete other things I don't want in there (laughs) but that is something that has been a part of my life for the last couple of years. So what should you do this week about this? Practice talking with the Holy Spirit frequently. Remove obstacles to your ability to hearing the Holy Spirit, right? Maybe don't listen to so many podcasts or watch quite so many of those shows in a row. Maybe remove some wrong relationships in your life that are bringing discouragement or are not healthy for you so that you, they're not in your way. What is the Holy Spirit asking you to do? Like I said, he cares about this more than you even do. So what might he ask you to do to remove obstacles to allow this to happen? <clears throat> and your prayers should be, like we talked about increasing and strengthening so this is the idea of practice practice right moving along in our maturity in our relationship with god you are not going to get this right off the bat and there are going to be days where you're like yes i did good and other days you're like oh holy spirit i forgot you all day long and that's okay just in that moment talk to the holy spirit And then you practice the next day. Any of you who have played a sport or a musical instrument or drawn or anything like that, you don't get good at it unless you practice. This is the same idea. It's okay. Give yourself some grace. (laughs) So I did this today because I want to encourage us as we're living this life in a world that tries to bring strife and tries to bring anxiety and fear and so many negative emotions that we have an ability to tap into something that rides us through it. It's like being in a car that's just taking you down the road through everything else. It's still around you. You are still in it. You're still experiencing it, but you are protected by the Holy Spirit in a way that is different. It's a lot harder to sin when you rule it, when you realize and remember that the Holy Spirit is always with you. <laughs> if throughout the day, during the dishes, on the toilet, whatever, talk to the Holy Spirit. Some of you who have been tempted and can't overcome certain types of sin is because you're allowing your, un- your awareness of God to diminish. And so if we practice this and step into it, you are increasing that awareness of God being with you, but also his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness being available. And you are much less likely to give into the temptation and sin. Like I said, you'll find yourself worshiping or talking to God first thing in the morning or the middle of the night or at other times that you would have never thought of it before. In the car, taking a walk, When you're feeling anxious and overwhelmed, you have that ability to ask for the Holy Spirit to help you. How many of us have spent, and this is me too, have spent days or weeks or even months where our heart is constantly racing and we feel like there is a pressure on our chest that is anxiety and fear and things that we are carrying by ourselves, And this is where the Holy Spirit wants to come in and say, I've got this. We're in this together. Trust me. And the more you do this, the more the fear and the anxiety starts to go away. And again, that idea that you hear the Holy Spirit in a way that you know. And what's the, the thing that is so gracious about this and so helpful about this is that you stop doubting your ability to hear the Holy Spirit. You stop doubting, do I actually have a relationship with God? You stop doubting, does God actually hear me? Is he actually paying attention? And you trust And you trust, and you trust, and you know. And then you start to build this confidence that when the Holy Spirit asks you to do something, whether it's hard or it's just straight up something you don't wanna do, (laughs) you're gonna wanna do it. And then out of that comes blessing. The whole point of this is not God saying, here's a list of things that I need you to do. The whole point of it is, Have this relationship with me. And those things will come naturally. And then beyond that is blessings. We tap into a supernatural idea that God blesses obedience, that God blesses submission, that God blesses our time with him. And those things don't just show up in the supernatural realm. It shows up in the natural realm. Blessings upon blessings upon blessings because your Father God, your Daddy in Heaven, loves you. So I'm going to pray for us this morning. And I would also encourage you to interact with other people about this. I think this is really important. This is how we grow and change and take next steps with Jesus. And next steps in our relationship with others. And so I would encourage you to talk about this idea. Check in with each other. How are you doing? Have you had time with the Holy Spirit today? And if not, let's do it right now. Right? So I would encourage you to do that. I encourage you also to study this for yourself. Go back and read those verses in their entirety, the chapters before and after, and look at it for yourself. And ask me questions. So let's go ahead and pray. Holy Spirit, my heart desires this interaction with you above everything, above everything. And I know that I would not have made it through this past year if you had not started me on this journey. A couple years ago, you knew, you knew that I would need this. And so you started me on this journey of understanding so that I could develop it and use it and hang on to you with all my might every day this last year. And God, I know that you have that kind of grace and that kind of love for everyone in this room, for everyone downstairs from the youngest to the oldest. You desire to have this relationship of intimacy, this relationship of grace, this relationship of tenderness. And so, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would prompt people this week. God, whether it's an audible voice, Whether it's something they see or read that's a reminder, whatever it is, God, I pray that you would start to send promptings throughout the day that we would involve you in every area of every day of our life. God, don't let us be ashamed or embarrassed. Don't let thoughts of insecurity or thoughts of what the past used to be invade this process, but instead I just pray that we would look to you that we would look to you and that you would guide us along this process, that we would practice, that we would learn, that we would grow and help us encourage each other in this. And Holy Spirit, I know that the results of this are more beautiful than some people in here can even begin to think about. And I ask that the results would start to show themselves that the fruits of this would start to reveal themselves and grow into something so beautiful and more intimate and more precious than we will ever experience in anything else, with anyone else in our life. Holy Spirit, may you settle on everyone here today. May you fill this building with your presence. May you fill us with your presence. May you walk with us with your presence. Help us to know your voice more intimately than anything. In the name of Jesus, amen.